let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks. You can use them for Amazon or... You can use them for charity. Now, you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Frank and Culture, and get paid! Welcome, everybody, to another fine edition of Frankensteiner. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And as always, I have my hosts, my co-hosts, my lovely person in Detroit, Julie Jubaka. Hi. I sound slightly dead, but pay no attention to the crazy lady. <clears throat> I thought I thought I would start the intro to sound like that sexy, sound like, all nice, yeah, late night. Are you trying to do like easy call me one eight hundred WWE wrestling to hear me talk about it with you all night long. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you right now, that would be the more that would be the more realistic 900 number from like <laughs> i think that would be the one that like back in the day people would be more excited about like oh i'm going to call this lady supposedly she's gonna she's a nurse no you call a 900 ni- number and the lady goes i'm a stone cold fan you're like oh, i'm gonna jerk it so hard see like that makes <laughs> sense like, like for me that makes sense like it's a genre it makes absolute sense that that would be a come on there's could Amazon you, women. Could you imagine being one of those like nerds, right? I, I say that knowing I'm a nerd, but just being one of those guys be like, um, hi. And then the person on the other phone's like, what do you like? I like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to hit you with those rapid right hands. Hit you with that <laughs> stunner. Right. Hit you for three. Oh, God. Oh, well, God. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if this makes sense. I mean, this, this, this has gone off the rails and we just started. Just started. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, there is that whole genre of porn um, where it is the woman wrestling the man, like domination stuff. Because uh, I can't remember. Uh, I think it was hot. What was her fucking name? Oh my god, she used to wrestle for Glow, the original Glow. Um, she now does that because there was a documentary on Netflix that talks about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling if you don't know about it it wasn't just it's not just a show on netflix it was a real thing back in the day people trust me um but she does that now where she's like a porn wrestler i'm like well that's one fucking way to make your money shit (laughs) if you if you can't make it on the main roster make it on the main roster (laughs) (laughs) speaking of people trying to make it on the main roster NXT TakeOver <laughs> Toronto. 
happens right, Saturday right. night. So before we jump into this, I got to ask you this question, right? If you could rank all, we'll throw 205 Live in there, all five shows, just kind of in a general order, where would you have put NXT this time? Oh, um, I mean, above SummerSlam. Really? But, okay, okay, if this makes sense, and I, I will say why. Um, I know we're going to go into it. There were a lot of moments that I don't know if it was the timing on booking. It's not that the match was bad, and it's not that the match itself was bad, or the the people were bad in it. It just seems like there was moments during SummerSlam where I went, this doesn't feel like the hottest ticket of the summer. This feels like a fucking other pay per view. Yeah, that's what I. I that's why I think Takeover kind of pulled it over for me in some aspects. Because there's one thing that NXT can do is they'll they'll make their takeover seem massive, even if it's not a massive takeover. It could be like in at the Royal Oak Music Theater for all they do when they do the local shows around here. It's if for anybody that lives in the Michigan area, Metro Detroit. Not that big of a venue when they do it there. They would still make it seem like it's the fucking, like, oh, we're playing the Cowboy Stadium because NXT knows how to make a venue seem bigger than what it is. They know how to work in a small space. SummerSlam, you always expect to be like, fuck yeah, because they they, they call it the WrestleMania of the summer. I didn't feel that this time. I didn't. It didn't seem that special. It just seemed like another fucking pay per view. So that's why I think the NXT just pulled it over just a little bit because they, there was they made it feel a little bit more special than SummerSlam this time. And yeah, I felt I bad because SummerSlam. It's not that SummerSlam was a bad pay per view. It just they didn't hype it up the way they should have. Yeah, they did yeah, a yeah. disservice. That's what it is. It's just I felt they did a disservice to the entire pay per view. Maybe like I said, I don't know if it was booking like match placement where just like some matches because of where it was placed on the card it didn't do it didn't get the crowd as hyped as it could have it didn't get me as a watcher as hyped as it should have where that sometimes can make a match in general is having the crowd being involved so i i think takeover was good it's i will i'm gonna sound shitty though it wasn't the best takeover ever right let me put that right there. It wasn't the best takeover. It was good, but it wasn't like the best. <laughs> so, so let's start from the top, right? We're going to talk about the NXT card because NXT obviously was a review show this week because they were talking about all the stuff that happened on TakeOver. So the first yeah. match of the night was actually Brizongo, the return of Brizongo. I say it like that, like Brizongo. Uh, but it was the return of Brizongo uh, facing against the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> He sounded all shitty, like, but I'm like all secretly, I'm all hyped because I do like Fandango and I'm glad that he's back. So they, you know, had a match with the Forgotten Sons um, and they won. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome to see. I was excited. Yeah. I was excited about that. I just like Brazongo in general. Right. Like (laughs) they're fucking hilarious. So um, because and it, to be honest, it's good to have Tyler Breeze back home. Right. They were, they didn't do him good up in the main roster. It's not that he's not a main roster star. He definitely could be if they gave a fuck. So welcome home, Tyler, and welcome home, Fandango. He did good, but you know, like come welcome to uh, welcome to the home of NXT. Y'all can have some fun here and not have to worry about other people. Yeah, and I think that was the thing though is that like when you know Tyler Breeze went up to the main roster, Vince was like, "I don't get him. Just 
put him over here. And like that just kind of yeah. killed like all of his momentum right off the bat. Because he, you're right, he can wrestle. And when he was on uh, last year, when him and Ricochet had their match, it was phenomenal. fantastic. Exactly. So you know, like yeah. he has those potential. It just sucks that that's what happened. But this, tonight, yeah. I, well, I mean, fucking look at the way they. I mean, great example. Look at the way where they were doing Dean Ambrose towards the end. Right. Of his run at WWE. If they don't invest in you, they will try to make you look like a bad wrestler. Yeah. But then what happened? He goes and has that fucking, am- like, he has that amazing fucking match with Juice Robinson. That was a fucking insane match post WWE. And it's like, oh no, you were just being held down. That's what it was. Thumb, so I just, happened. I like them having the Vince claws out for a little bit. I mean, until October or right. whenever the was it November? Is that when the they switched to Fox? Uh October is when I switched October. It. Yeah. 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 Up until October. <laughs> then that's fucking all bets are Still off again. In speculation. Anyway, yeah. um the tournament final of the NXT breakout or they call it the tournament final of the NXT breakout tournament. It's a lot of words in there. <laughs> um so the NXT breakout tournament finals when uh Jordan Miles won over uh Cameron Grimms. So it was kind of it was a good match. Um I just felt kind of uh, Yeah, I I, I like Miles. I dro- I like Jordan Miles, so. Yeah, but I think uh, the, was- the funny thing was is like you know, right at the end, uh Regal came out with like the contract and then like Jordan Miles got down on one knee like he was about to be knighted by the queen. I was like I know it's important and I know it's important to you. I don't know if it's yeah. like engagement kneeling. Important. Yeah, but you have to also <laughs> put it in this way: like you have to think about who Jordan Miles is as a person. Like he's like, I'm like a black. Guy. Like I think on his Twitter account, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. If I remember correctly, like his description is like, I'm if a black anime character was wrestling or something like that. So you know, he has like a nerdy little heart. So like, I would do something stupid like that. Like you put me in wrestling, like I would like literally do the I'm not worthy Wayne's World moment to fucking William <laughs> Regal, and I don't give a shit if it was like he's not that important. Fuck you. He was important to me. He's so, so, important. He's so, important. <laughs> so exactly. So I think it, I think it speaks more to who Miles is as a person than it is wrestler. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got. But you, I get but... why. I get. I get why you're like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> why yeah, are you I watched get... him throughout the whole tournament, and you know he's a very gifted athlete. He's a very great wrestler, and he tells amazing stories. I just thought like that moment oh, at the end. Oh, I was kind of like, this is you're not necessary. So, I found it. So what his description on Twitter is, I'm basically Wayne Brady of NXT slash WWE if he was an anime character. Oh my god. <laughs> it explains his entire personality now. Yeah. what it, it explains why he did that too. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I have to give him a little bit of a combo because that one, once I read that, I went I get it now. So I get you now. <laughs> so we're gonna jump right into TakeOver now. <laughs> What was Congratulations, that? Jordan. Congratulations, by the way. Um, so we're going to jump right into TakeOver, right? First match of the night, yeah. we have the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era. And this was f- fucking amazing. I, yeah. I don't, and fucking incredible. That's all. I, that's really the word I want to use. Um, right. Yeah, and it wasn't even so much because we already know like how great of a talent uh, Riley and Fish are. 
Um, yeah. And it was something I kind of agreed with with Russell Talk too. This was like a standout moment for Angelo Dawkins because I feel like yeah. he's always like that other I, guy a lot. in the Street Profits. Yeah, there's a lot. There was, th- but because of Montez and his, you know, having his relationship and stuff, so there's been a little bit more focus on him. So it, it's good to see Dawkins get like, yeah, hey, he, he looked look very at me, powerful. I'm a good ass wrestler. Right? Look what I can do. Let's put, let's pull away a little bit from the antics and show you what I can do. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, he was amazing too, and I give him all the props. Like, I love right, watching right. those two together. They are. Just on a whole different level of charisma that right. very few wrestlers can get to. Right. Also, while we're while we're on the subject of street street profits, like I'm just going to point this out for anybody that's listening to this podcast, and you can tell your friends, tell your friends, friends, they can pick smoke signals, whatever you need to do. You can like street profits and private party at the same time. It's not mutually exclusive. You don't have to like one or the other. Because if I see that on Twitter one more time, like, oh, if you like Street Profits, you can't like Private Party. If you like Private Party, you can't like Street Profits. Whoever made up this stupid rule, probably take your hand and slap yourself in the face at least ten times. Really, really fucking hard. I need to get that out. If I saw that on Twitter one more time, my brain was going to shut off. No, and you can... You You can like both. We talk about this all the time in the comic book world. You can like Marvel and DC. So you can like WWE thank you. and AEW. You can like Star Trek Dog. and Star Wars. You can like, Dude, you know. comic, comics is a great example. Like I've be, I've, I have always been a Marvel chick, but there's been some of my favorite comics have never even touched the Marvel universe. They've been in Dark Horse or whatever like that. Right. You know what I mean? You don't need to like... It, <sighs> Man, that's how I look at it. <laughs> but great matchup. Fuckers. I did love. I did a good love Street Profits in this match. They did really, really good. It just shows why both teams are really good, <laughs> right? And yeah, they were. Oh man, like two different styles of wrestling, and it was just the way they were working together. I loved it. This was yeah uh, on point. Um, the next match. I'm not gonna lie. I, I. I turned into a total lush this whole time. So Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. And I have to be honest, as soon as the match started, I was like, I don't care who wins. I'm in love with Io. <laughs> and I just no, I can understand this out. That one. Totally can understand that one. And when she, she suplexed, when she suplexed, that's Candace, exactly where Candace I was going. <laughs> that's exactly where I was going. I think um, Shirai, um, bad guy Shirai, all the way. Bad guy Shirai. That's how I call it in my brain. Like, all, like, and if this makes sense too, if you're gonna have people go that hard, I legitimately think those two people, uh, you know, Candace and uh, Shirai, are really good because. Um, Candace was badass as an intergender wrestler. So she yeah. could take some motherfucking hits. She could take some some hits. And so, like, you put that element in there with two people that just want to be good wrestlers because you think about Japanese strong styles, so they they always have a little bit, you know, it's a little bit more oomph to what they do. So putting those two together in a in anything I'm fine with from now on. Put them in a put them in a cage. Put them in a put them in a fucking Viagra on the pole match. I'll still watch it. Whatever. <laughs> Bring so, WCW back. I'll watch it. 
<laughs> I think one of the biggest things too was that um, it just showed like just showed you're that, right. The Candace right. was like very Candace tough, was, like, very and tough. that she wasn't yeah. going to be stopped. No, she's a badass. Okay, so next match was Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. It's so funny because we picked um, Undisputed Era to sweep everything, and it never happened. I was motherfucking shocked that they. You know, I'm okay. I take that back. I wasn't shocked. Um, I understand it. I just feel there was a very. I feel there was a missed opportunity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much like how I said, you know, uh, they should have came out with Budios, the Golden Edition, when they all had titles. I feel like you could do that with not so much the marketing, but more the cocky brag element for Undisputed. If they, they could walk around saying Undisputed, dripping in gold and shit like that and be like cocky dickbags, come on. Should have happened. Come on. Happened. I need Roderick Strong just to get that. Fucking that little fucking smirk he does when he's like, I'm so much better than you, and you're like, I want to slap the taste out of your mouth. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I wanted that with Kyle and Bobby and Cole, just all smug, interrupting people. Oh, sorry, the champions are walking in. It would have been so good. I'm just saying, y'all missed out on some good storylines. You know what? Though? I wouldn't put it past that something happened. I mean, it, it, yeah, it could still happen if we, we don't. Yeah, if we don't, if we don't get call ups, that's always the. I if we don't get Vince McMahon sticky finger hands, I agree. War games. Yeah, I'm curious about what happens at NXT because the tapings are going on right now. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on it. I've been trying to like not do that so I can get surprised. It does it lasts for like six hours. Cause then I go on Twitter and I find this shit out anyways. You dicks. Well our eye in the uh, sky Katie is there right now. Oh yeah, that's right. Is she in Chapel Four? Sorry. <laughs> I just so, watched those guys. I just watched the Sklar Brothers earlier, so sorry y'all. In case you didn't know, Velveteen Dream Velveteen Dream did retain his title. Uh Yes. Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim, eh, probably the weakest. I don't say thank you. The, ba- the weakest match on the card. Um, but- yeah, I don't. I didn't like this match. Um, I didn't think it did any good for either woman, especially Mia. Not that it was bad. It was not that it was like, oh my god, it's the worst match I've ever seen. No, I've survived some diva matches back in my day that were straight nacho times. But I feel like because they're both strong female competitors, I don't feel that they booked this match as strong as it could be. Right. I feel like we could have gotten a couple more hard-hitting moves or some shit and, you know, really had me a show, I'm the HBIC, and Shannon being like, the fuck you is? You know, we could have had a little bit more of that, and we didn't. So it left more for the liking. Like, I wanted I a little like the more. I like tap out, though, at the end. Yeah, as I said, it wasn't a bad match. Not that there was horrible elements or anything. It was just, I feel like there was, I was left wanting. Yeah. I feel like we could have had a little bit more. uh, So then let's talk about about the match that everybody want to talk about, right? So Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. And if you didn't know, it was a two out of three stipulations with Adam picking a wrestling match. Uh, Gargano picking a street fight 
And then if it happened to go to a third third match, knock knock, it was going to. Um right. barbed wire steel cage match. Which I thought it was awesome that the that first was awesome. I thought the first match was so awesome because it went so long and you were like, are they really gonna yeah. like is it gonna go like this whole time? Because it it was a forty five minute match. So you had three matches essentially go yeah. fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, the exact time was forty six forty one, y'all. That's a long ass match. But not really. I mean we've had fucking sixty minute Iron Man matches. We used to be able to fucking survive that back in the day. I have wrestled um, fifteen minute matches. I'm fucking gassed. <laughs> I cannot imagine right. putting on another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> right i mean but that's that's why when you get those six you know 45 60 minute matches those ones are are the good main events and and i think cole and gargano with this match proved once again that they are main event material i mean spoiler i mean or did you did you say who won i can't remember i did i did not say so spoiler okay alert. yeah so by the way cole wins <laughs> um I, <laughs> I ruined it. Woo-hoo. I love how I hyped that up right there. But um the they're always going to be main event wrestlers in my mind. Um but I feel like we already know what's gonna happen with Gargano. If spoiler alert again, if y'all didn't see it, at the end of his match, after Cole won, we had a thank you Johnny thing. Which usually, if you all figure this out, when we start getting the thank you so-and-sos at NXT, we start getting the, hello, you're wasted on the main roster in about a month. Um, I, for the love of God, hope that doesn't happen to Johnny Wrestling. Um, He's not. He's going to go right to 205. I, <sighs> He's going to battle I, Drew Gulak for the title. <laughs> my brain hurts my brain hurts but um i think though like i said regardless it's you know their main event wrestlers and they did a really good job of proving that and all of the fans saying thank you to johnny it's just those are two people that i i expect to be able to do a 45 minute to 60 minute match right you know what i mean yep and they did it, and the fans loved it because, man, there are just some people that they're going to always be a great worker. Daniel Bryan's another great example of him. You could have interchanged Daniel Bryan in with one of those people, and I think you would have had the same result because he's just another example of a really good worker that can be a main event person. Take fucking the bullshit storylines out of it just as a wrestler. So I was I was really happy with uh, the results and everything. So we can dive into this match a little bit. What I did like was that there was a steel chair in there, and Johnny Gargano was like, fuck it. He just hit Cole in the first match and got himself yeah. DQ'd. <laughs> and then he sat down in a chair and just waited for uh, for the announcement about the next match being a street fight. And, uh, right. Like, Cole's face, his faces, I want to say, his facial expressions are yeah. classics. Like, <laughs> he just looked like... Oh fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I look at it like uh I mean, he got him in the he got him to tap in the Gargano uh, the gar what was it the fucking the Gargano escape or whatever. 
Yeah, but there's like it, it's Gargano Scape or something like that's there's that's like the re- the actual name of it. I have it yeah. written down because I saw it and I was like, what? <laughs> next to it, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whatever, I'll make fun of all your dumb wrestling move names. Fuck y'all, I don't care. This is called the t- pig titty. What? We throw him up and he lands on his back. What? Okay, apparently this is wrestling. <laughs> but I actually liked when we started getting into the barbed wire steel cage and Cole performed that Panama Sunrise, our Gargano. Yes. Bitch. Bitch. Off a motherfucking ladder. Off a motherfucking ladder. Can I be honest? Yes. I think I think it was during the the classic round, the first this would have been my, my move of the night. I think it was during the classic round or it might have been even during a street fight. Cole went to do his like uh, his slingshot spear through the middle rope mm-hmm. and Adam super kicked him in the face. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. And you just saw um, Johnny's whole head just turn sideways. I was like, I think that really connected. I'm not going to say you did I, it, yeah. but I'm pretty I, sure uh, it did. Right. I liked the, I also enjoyed the um, the avalanche front flip uh, pile driver oh that God. he did. Gargano did. Uh, I, I, if this makes sense, we're, I, yeah, I'm just two main eventers doing main event wrestling. I will take it. Yes. And so the match ended with both guys on top of a table on top of the cage, falling through a cage, and then Adam Cole just draping his arm over Adam Cole for the one, two, three, and still your NXT champion, Adam Cole. <gasps> Baby! So this next portion of our show is dedicated <laughs> to SummerSlam. <laughs> just hard transition. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Pre-show. Uh, Drew Gulak versus, uh, defeated Oni Lorcan. This was a good 205 match. I was definitely happy seeing it go down. Uh, Birdie, uh, Birdie, Buddy Murphy finally got a pay-per-view match, um, against Apollo Crews. And it started off really good until Rowan came through and caused the DQ and beat the shit out of, beat the shit out of Murphy because Murphy name-dropped him to Roman Reigns. If you guys watched... SmackDown, you would have followed that. If you guys listened to us last week, you would have followed that as well. You're welcome. Continuity. Uh, and if you didn't listen to us last week, you're a dick. You are a I'm just dick. Kidding. Major dick. You're a dick. Dick <laughs> move, bro. <laughs> so the only tag team match on the card, uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defended their <laughs> newly won WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the Iconics, and uh, they won, obviously. So I feel I feel bad for the Iconics. Like I know, like I know they really wanted to actually do something with those titles, but you get you get booked the way you're booked, man. And but you cannot they, win the titles against Bliss Lightyear, okay? Just no, I mean, that's just bad. <laughs> that was fucking great. I, I loved that, that on great. Twitter. 
I love that on Twitter during uh, SummerSlam, people are like, what the fuck? Be, 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 be. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm just going to explain to you why all of you need to go and call a parent of some sort and maybe have them hug you now because you missed out on that hug when you were little. Because, like, straight up, uh, people are allowed to like cool shit when they want. She enjoys that. If she, and the thing is, like, if you follow wrestling, like, some of these marks really piss me off. They're like, I knew everything about wrestling. <laughs> I know everything about wrestling. Well, motherfucker, if you knew everything about wrestling, you would know that Alexa Bliss is an absolutely massive Disney fan and that she does costumes frequently on pay-per-views. So this should not have been a prize to anybody. Oh, yeah. Just saying. You she, dumbasses. She Stop fucking like complaining about shit. That's the yeah. thing that gets me. Was when people will point it out, I'm like, are you fucking new? Like... Well, no, I've been watching wrestling for like fucking 20 years. But then apparently you've been watching wrestling like with your back turned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of cosplay. I mean, one of my favorite I actually won like one of the ones that is actually not from main roster is I loved when she was, you know, the the heater for the tag team and they had that that weird Freddy Krueger outfit and they all matched and shit. I was like, whoa, I would have never fucking picked that one to be a fucking team themed outfit, but get your she life. That. Did she bring that to the main roster too, right? It were if this make I believe so, but it didn't work the way it did when it was the all three of them because it worked because the because the, the 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 two also the guys also had um matching attire as well okay. so it was like it worked out so much better when it was a fully because because let me see if I can pull it up and I will pull it up in the I was group gonna say, let you see of, that speaking of cosplay uh, Johnny Gargano was Wolverine. Oh, yes, that's we forgot about that one. That I'm all for these people. Like, cause Seth Rollins does that too. Even though he's a punk ass, can't talk you know talk shit on Twitter. He can cosplay. You can cosplay like a motherfucker. When he went as as the the Night King for um, WrestleMania, yeah. I was like, that was cool. Okay, you got my Game Thanos. of Thrones hearts screaming, dude. My Game of Thrones hearts was like, oh, bitch, is he a White Walker? And I'm like, oh, you trying to be the Night King? Didn't he have he had blue contacts was- too, right? Yeah. yeah, he blue, he's a white walker. He, he he took out the blue contacts right before the match started because he didn't want to lose them. <laughs> I <laughs> he did the Avengers stay thing dedicated. Too. I would. Yeah, he's done. Well, he's done a few of them. Yeah, that's why I said he's been another one that cosplays. Uh, it will <laughs> cosplay <laughs> intro themed into. There. I mean, it. Whatever you know, whatever. get your yeah whatever. He People cosplayed. fucking nerds, <laughs> man. Telling you, so, I'm sure you've been there on the on on the comment section. Had you oh, yeah. too, but yeah, it was a good match. Let's go back to the wrestling. It was a good yep. match. I like wrestling. So, <laughs> first match on the main card, right for SummerSlam, we had Becky Lynch defeating uh, Natalia. I'm just gonna jump right into it, man, because yep. listen, sure. both of them had a had a good match. Um, it was there. What was literally. that placement though? I they I would have the, put them higher on the card. I like the kicking off the card though. Like I legitimately, was I, I like, don't mind them kicking off the card, but if this makes sense, I would have flipped the tr- the the Stratish Flair with Lynch and Natalia, timing wise. I'd have had that match start out personally. Yeah, still I have a ha- still have a strong female match start out because I think it's a, I think it set a good tone. I just would have flipped the two. Yeah, only I because they've been doing all the, only because they've been doing all this shit with Becky and oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um. I don't, I don't, I look, I, sometimes I view wrestling in the ways that they do at concert. Um, I don't always, there are times where I go to see a concert, like if it's a festival and I see a band that's on first and I don't give a shit about the rest of the show, 
But and I, if I'm not if I'm there to see somebody and they play first, why the fuck did I buy all this? Why am I paying this much money for you to just go on first? I don't give a shit about the rest of these motherfuckers. Does that make sense? So for them to push Becky as much as it is and to have her at the beginning, you're it. You, I would think from a booking stance that you would want her farther down the card so you keep people watching the pay-per-view longer yeah because they put so much in her basket that's but more I, of why i, think, I was confused of why she opened it but not that it was bad it was a good match it was just, i was I more think, confused about the placement for that reason i think where they put it on the card is because they probably knew that so many fans were looking forward to another match which we'll talk about in a little bit that they were just like hey just put her off so it could just heat the card up right away and yeah they just ran oh, it. that makes sense so the next matchup though uh Dolph Ziggler entered the ring and hit two super kicks on Goldberg and let me be honest after the first super kick I legitimately thought he was gonna win <laughs> I was like there's no F away this is gonna happen and he kicked out he what? got up Goldberg got up got super kicked again and went down and went for a near three count and I was like Oh my god, is this really gonna happen? And then Goldberg, Spear, Jackhammer, you know the drill. Game. <laughs> I yeah. What was the purpose? <laughs> it it was like, hey, it was what it was. Goldberg wanted to get that bad taste out of his mouth and I'm pretty sure he did. After three spears, he did it. <laughs> um moving up, we had uh a minute the fifty the united states championship match right so aj styles versus ricochet speaking of cosplay ricochet came out looking like nightwing which was badass um and then he had that spot where he ran on uh gallows and was it anderson gallows and then he did hurricanrana onto aj styles like bro like who who thinks of these spots like I you were beyond gifted. There's just no doubt about it. Spots. That's where, why like, I always joke around. Like I'll make jokes with my with my husband or like friends of mine about how. Okay, going get dirty for a second, but I always joke around about you gotta think about Rick Ricochet and Casey Cantor was like sex life's gotta be because those are two flippy ass motherfuckers. They literally could just like flip around their bedroom and bang, like. They literally can do anything. They are both superhuman motherfuckers. If we were to put mutant powers into them, Jesus. They could, like, fly and have sex. Like, I'm just... Their athletic abilities blow my mind. Yeah. I just... Like, they're literally a superhero couple. Just We just need to find, like, the... We just need to put, like, the little bit of extra genes in them. And then they can, like, fly... And then they can have like laser eyes. They can already do the flippy shit. I mean, we all want, I mean, not we all, at least I did, but like Casey, I'm fucking a Mary, you know, a Ninja Warrior. What? You know what I mean? And then we watch Ricochet in the ring. So they're superhuman. I'm convinced they're like the Avengers and we just don't know it yet. That'd be cool. <laughs> they're, um, they're A Train and Pop Claw. Somebody <laughs> else is going to get that reference. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> next match up. Oh, by the way, AJ Styles won. I don't know if I said that. Or <laughs> uh, next match up, uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon. Um, this kind of went the way it was supposed to go. Uh, ten minute match. Bailey won. Bailey, Bailey to belly off the second rope. It was just kind of weird. I don't know. The match structure was just kind of weird, and it just wasn't 
interesting. Like both both women, when they get a chance, though they can put on dynamite matches. But it was just it was weird. That's all I can say about that. It. Was that match is a great example of what I meant by it didn't seem like the hottest ticket of the summer. That seemed like a regular. It was like oh, they're in a match. That's a thing. It wasn't like, oh my god, who the fuck is Bailey and Evermoon? Oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it's it's little shit like that that made me go, eh, SummerSlam happened. Yeah, that's and that, I can see that. Um, it's it, not all things, just certain things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the next match that we had was uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. If Kevin ever loses, he must quit the WWE. And go to AEW. Vince McMahon would fucking say over my dead body before I let any of my stars go over there. My son's going to take this fall, which is exactly what he did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you, Shane, you're going to fucking lose this. I'm not about to have that punk ass Cody take any more wrestlers for me. Such good shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Um, Kind of a cool nostalgia match, you know, a nine-time WWE champion versus a seven-time WWE champion, uh, kind of going at it in a in a ring, kind of like a test of like eras. But really, what it was was Charlotte Flair carrying this match while Trish did some moves. I know, I know, a lot of people are gonna throw and be like, "What? Trish looked amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, Charlotte looked amazing in this match with Trish." But whatever yeah, people want to say. <laughs> if this makes sense, that's why I wonder if they put... I'm wondering now if they book the Charlotte versus Trish is because they trusted Charlotte to be able to take care of Trish during that match because I still stand by my sentiment that she didn't need this match. Charlotte Flair didn't need this hype. She's doing a great job by herself. She literally just has to call her dad and she's got a like, fucking heater that helped give birth to her. So like... Yep. She doesn't like need the the hype. Um, but now after watching it, I'm wondering if the reason why they did that is because you have somebody like Charlotte who's becoming a very good fe- veteran of the females uh, locker room. Does she have a good uh, is she good enough at communicating in the ring that they went, "Okay, we're going to put Trish with you because we want this match to look good and you guys can communicate well." Cuz I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a lot of Charlotte um doing the right moves to make sure everything looked good. So if that makes sense. It wasn't that it wasn't that Trish was doing bad moves. It was that Charlotte was doing all the right moves to make this look better. If anything, a lot of people are gonna know this was like that Bret Hart match. A lot of people know what match I'm talking about where like Brett made somebody else look really, really good. Tommy, is that his name? I know people you put in the comments yes. I know you're gonna hear yeah, gonna I know hear I know I know what you're talking about that one that they aired not yeah not the like, that yeah the footage found. that just for me yeah <laughs> so yeah but Charlotte was amazing and it just gave her all yeah. the credit she definitely could carry a match and she did a yeah. great job and it was kind of cool because it felt like Trish was passing the baton to Charlotte and I know people are gonna be like she'll never be Trish you're right she won't but Charlotte will be Charlotte um, right. Yeah. Exactly. There's never going to be another Trish Stratus, but that's also because you, people have to understand it was an entirely different. Like, 
I don't know if like if y'all are younger than thirty something or if you just like took drugs or you just actively forget. Dude, the editor was an entirely different scene. You know what I mean? Like there won't be another Trish Stratus because we don't have the makeup to make another Trish Stratus. We don't have those chemicals. We don't have the the WWE WCW burning effect the the wars and after we don't have that right now i mean we're going into the aw but that's not now we don't have the fact that socially we were figuring out that we can say fucking damn and shit and have stuff like south park and stuff that was but that's what was going on around then yeah so i if when i hear there's oh she's never be trish yeah because there's never going to be another trish stratus much like there's never going to be another china I don't give a shit. With, oh, she's like she's like China, but there's never going to be another China. There's never going to be another uh, Trish Stratus. There's never going to be another Lita. They there's came in at a time. Jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but that's but that's there. There are certain people that they are just they came in at the right time at the right match or the right moment in the in the industry and you just can't replicate it i mean there's a dime a dozen these blonde you know gold bikini wrestling chicks that come in as divas yeah we went through that cycling but there were there were those some that did what they did and they did it right yeah Trish Moving up though the and i'm going to be honest a lot of people going to throw a lot of heat at me i don't care this match sucked. I was not into the Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. I just, it wasn't for me. I'm sure there was somebody no, out there that it was, they were hyped about it. They were glad about it. And the double, uh, you know, double count out. It just, it just wasn't for me. I could not, I, if this makes sense, like, I, thank you, Randall Keith Orton. I'm very excited that you're still wrestling, but I'm really tired of you always being involved. I just, you know what? I he... didn't want him as the person. So I guess that's probably another, it's another, like the match itself wasn't that great. Cause I think I've seen them both wrestle better. Yeah. That's what you it was. What I mean? Is that they, they both know they they're put on both a better, better show. than what, yeah. They, they both have wrestled better than what they put on that night. And then on top of it, I, you, why do I care that Randy Ke- Randall Keith Orton once again thinks he should get another fucking title? Okay, you know I'm pretty sure I still have PTSD from the SummerSlam that you did this to me before with Daniel Bryan and Triple H. Like you, I need them yep. to give me a compelling storyline to why I need to give a shit about Randy Orton again. Like make him a son of it. Like make him a fucker. That's fine. Just make it a compelling fucker. Right. You know what I mean. So I didn't care about this match, and they could they both have wrestled better. So I agree. I just worst match night. So we're gonna I totally skip, agree on that one. We're gonna skip this next match because we're gonna save it for last. Yeah. So I agree with that one. I, that's Seth, a good decision. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title. Um, this was I I and sideways on the other side. I really like this match. I liked the way West set up. I liked how they made Seth kind of big. He was the little bitch. Like, pretty much throughout the match. And then he, you know, started to build a little steam. Came through. Won the match. New Universal Champion. Shout out to that man. I just... I'll give some love. Because he kind of won me over a little bit. A little bit. Not much. But just enough for oh, me to be I like... 
good job. If this makes sense, no doubt Seth Rollins is a good wrestler. I mean, he sucks on Twitter, but he's a good wrestler. And thank God you finally took the fucking belt up, Brock. Now, just please, for the love of God, make sure you don't let that go back. Without cheating. Like, don't, for the love of God. hitting people in the dick. Keep it. You better keep that goddamn belt. Yeah. Keep it. I can't wait till I, I, even if he, even if it's even if it's not in him, Seth Rollins, help us play keep away from Brock Lesnar. I, <laughs> I, I can't I can't do it any longer. I so can't with the with match, that shit, bastard. So with the match that we skipped, we're gonna talk about it now. Finn yes. Balor versus the Fiend. Finn Balor came out dressed in all white, white trunks, white shoes, white shin protectors, white jacket, um, angelic looking <laughs> um and i went back and i watched this match today again for this is probably the sixth time i've seen this match now um all because of this then all of a sudden finn balor gets in a ring he does his entrance like normal um and then he's just staring right and the firefly funhouse theme plays and gets erased and then everything goes black with the words let him in like flashing across the Titan, uh, across the Tron. And then, like, this crazy sound started happening, and the song starts to play, right? And it's Bray Wyatt's old theme, but I think the group, I think it's Agent, I, I forget who's the group that sings it now. Anyway, new group is playing this theme. A lot darker, a lot more twisted. And something that Russell Talk said that I really have to echo, I can't wait to see this in a stadium of 100,000 people at WrestleMania screaming, hurt and heal, because those were the words echoed throughout that song. And I was like, this is going to be phenomenal. And we're only just talking about the track. We haven't even talked about The Fiend making his entrance yet. <laughs> so as... The Fiend starts to make his way. You see he's holding a lantern. And not just any lantern. Julie, can you explain to these people what kind of lantern this was? <clears throat> um, It was a severed head lantern. <laughs> and not just any kind of a severed head. This was what Bray severed Wyatt's. head was it? It was Bray Wyatt's <gasps> severed head. His old oh, character. Fuck. And what really creeped me out was it didn't have a handle. It was his braids that were the handle as he's walking to the ring. And he sets this thing up and he has it pointing back at him. He takes a couple steps back and he just puts his hands to his face. And you can see like the hurt in the heel side of the gloves. And he's just like looking and then he just walks to the stairs. And... Oh my god. Like, I'm glad that Finn Balor got a little bit of offense into this. But that neck break um, spot was amazing. (laughs) It's like, The Fiend is like, became the talk of SummerSlam. Like, in our chat room that we have, we were talking about it all through Twitter. Like, it was trending like crazy. Right, the fiend to me. I mean, God. I have so I. This is my thoughts on on this one. I I like the match. Um, however, I will say this: if they do not f- 
figure out a way that this is carrying over to a bigger storyline where it's the demon versus the fiend because for fuck's sakes that I in my head I can see the idea of the fiend fucking with the demon and the demon fucking with the fiend and then we have Bray Wyatt you know fire and Finn Balor you know what I mean like we've got multiple personalities and I want two of them. I want, I just give me a big fucking ring full of crazy ring full of crazy. Everyone's alternate personalities in there. Like I, I I hope that that's what's because they've, they've made it to where they could. Does that make sense? So I hope that this is, it's not, if they don't, it's whatever, I'll still enjoy it. But I hope this is for something more because I like the idea of the fiend poking the demon. And the demon poking the fiend because they they haven't been able to do anything with the demon. They haven't. It sucks, but they haven't. NXT knew what to do with the demon, but WWE main roster is like, oh, what? What do we do with him? But now you have somebody that he can play with. The fiend. It's just a damn demon out there, man. We just we just love watching him go out there. He's undefeated right now, and I just feel like he could be that guy. Like the right. one thing I like about the demon though is that I feel like he's because he won because the demon won the universal title. I feel like and the intercontinental title. I know, but the universal title is a big one that we want to talk about because he won the universal title and he never lost the, the title. It just kind of makes him bigger than the belt. You know what I mean? I know like it's gonna sound crazy because not one person is ever bigger than the title. But you have those rare people that when you put the title on them, it makes the title that much better. But they don't need that title. And since Finn Balor, as a demon, has been undefeated, it it would be amazing to see The Fiend and Finn Balor as the demon like just go back and forth. I 100% agree with you. But I think his next matchup yeah, needs no, to be... I, I, I think his next matchup yeah. needs to be if someone they like... Uh, I, I want to say someone like a Bobby Lashley or that shit, a John Cena. I don't really care. Just, it has to be like a, a big name person. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those. I, I'm hoping we've got. Shit, it could Something. be Dolph Ziggler. I don't care. Actually, you know who I want? No. I want no. the fiend to go after you shut the your, mess. You 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 shut your whore mouth with that bringing Dolph Ziggler up in this shit. Listen. <laughs> listen. Listen, I love Dolph, but fucking A man. You want to talk about someone who's just not allowed to go off and ride off into the sunset and do other things. Why well, I feel like you would have a handshake agreement that you would just be done after that. Oh. I guess not. But good. That's low, but good. <laughs> I'm just gonna right. pay. You're gonna pay you to sit at home. <laughs> For some of you guys who don't get what we're talking about, um, what we'll talk about right now, right? We're gonna jump over to Raw. By the way, uh, SummerSlam. I like I said, the Fiend was the show. Like three minutes, twenty five seconds. I felt, and everyone's know, still talking about it. It's, everybody's still talking about. It. We're still talking about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you were only on television for less than th- four minutes and you were able to like, or less than ten minutes or whatever, including the entrances, 
and people are still talking about you for almost an entire week after you did something good yeah yeah oh yeah and i know like steve or or memorable maybe not good because i talked about titus o'neill fucking face planning for the longest time and that wasn't necessarily good it was titus world slide (laughs) 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 um so uh yeah but the one thing i'm crazy is that steve sent me a link today i think it's from like steelchair.com um but they have a new bray wyatt shirt fiend oh my god it's amazing looking and then it has a finn balor as the demon and you can get them both but i'm like the fiend shirt is so much cooler than the demon shirt. <laughs> like okay. I feel so bad saying it like that. But enough of that. Let's jump into Raw. So night three in Toronto, right? Uh the United States champion AJ Style confronts the Universal Champion, Seth Rollins. Um Samoa Joe defeated Sami Zayn. Cool. Um The Miz defeated uh Dolph Ziggler, which is kind of what I want to talk about, right? So yeah, the, the Miz that brings Dolph up Ziggler. to the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> so Ziggler um, then gets on the mic and talks about, "Oh yeah, no, you, I knew it, coward. I knew you would be a coward." And the Miz came in, hit him with Skull Crushing Finale, and left the ring. Kind of cool. So what happened was is that apparently Dolph Ziggler walked to the back and shook hands with Vince McMahon. Was kind of like, hey, thanks for everything. I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Wait, yeah. Put the asterisk on there. We do have to so say people that. understand. Yeah, the so, asterisk was that this was his. This was supposed to be his. I get to do whatever after day. That Monday Night Raw was after tonight. I get to do whatever. Don't you have to make sure that's on there too, because that's why that handshake is insulting as hell. Well, the handshake was because it was a handshake agreement between Vince McMahon and Dolph Ziggler that that's, this would be uh, yeah, his that was, last match. That was prior. That was prior. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's why he. That's why him when he went to the back, the whole handshake is now just an insult. Yep. So Vince essentially told Dolph Ziggler, "No, we're just going to pay you to stay at home, to go have fun, but you can't wrestle nowhere." So that's that's it. I just, if this makes sense, I'm I, I, I I'm gonna say this and take my criticisms of WWE. Like, yeah, obviously this is what we do. We talk about WWE. It's a podcast. I'm gonna say this right now from a business aspect. Um, uh, we all know Vince McMahon. It's kind of shitty. We've all known that, but I'm at this point of. There's literally nobody on this planet at this point to tell me that there's a redeeming quality about Vince McMahon as a fucking business person. This yeah. own bitch is going out and actively getting wrestlers to sign them, to make them sit at home, to never put them on TV so that they can't go to AEW. There's been multiple stories over this week about Vince McMahon doing that. I am over it. I'm really tired of grown, old, white men acting like fucking two-year-olds. Get your fucking bottle and go home. You want to fucking be a better wrestler? You want to have a better wrestling company? Fucking worry about wrestling. Maybe you shouldn't have started XFL. Maybe you shouldn't be worrying about 900 million other things, trying to be in social media and make all these movies. Wanted to be a wrestling company? You maybe should have fucking been staying a wrestling company. But now you're going out and doing stuff like this to Dolph Ziggler? Oh, you get to sit at home. I'm going to pay you to sit at home. I'm going to waste your fucking life. What the fuck? 
Well, I mean, Vince McMahon's the biggest fucking child when it comes to this shit. Yep. I understand you Dolph don't like gonna, Dolph's going to go out of his way. He's going to you know, schedule stuff for his comedy tour. And then he's yeah. going to go do comedy. And then when his contract runs out, we'll, I expect to see him in AEW. Like, 100%. If this makes sense, though, this, this, is, this is the thing, though. You have to put this into consideration. Vince McMahon and the WWE, they do pull the card when they don't want you to do something. So, yeah, he could do his comedy shows, but say he gets something that's a little bit bigger than a comedy show. Vince McMahon is not above throwing his little old dick out there and be like, no, you can't. I'm the man around here. He pulls this shit all the time. So if 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 Dolph had an opportunity that wasn't going to directly help Vince out in any way or anything that he agreed with, I could totally see Vince being like, that's not what I agree to. I pay for you to sit home because he's done it to other people in the past. I'm happy that Dolph, it's this is happening. This sounds shitty. I'm happy it's happening to Dolph because I just feel like Dolph's pretty much done with wrestling. I think he just wants to be a comedian and that's fine. But it's the idea that he's doing this to indie wrestlers. He's going into the indie scene trying to sign people so they can't go anywhere else other than WWE and then not utilize them. Yeah. That's shit. That's, yeah, that's how we bullshit. Come with that. Yeah, that's why I'm like, it. it's that practice. That's like so dirty. It's just so dirty from a business aspect. You don't sign, you don't make contracts out there just to fuck your cop. I mean, it's dirty business. It's just dirty fucking business. So speaking of crazy business, dirty business, Elias, dirty asshole. Anyway, that dude shows up. Uh, plays guitar. He was expecting a legend to come out. Uh, the legend that came out was Ricochet. Who then beat him in a match. So yeah. Elias takes another L. Uh, Ricochet gets a win after losing to AJ Styles. I like it. Let's keep it moving. Uh, The next match was kind of weird. But I kind of liked it too. Andrade beat Rey Mysterio 2-0 in a 2 out of 3 falls match. So I think a lot of people expected to go 3 rounds. Uh, It didn't. It just went 2. Got a sweep. Congratulations. Drew McIntyre defeated Cedric Alexander in what I think was my favorite match on Raw Monday night. I have to be honest. Like, Drew... Yeah, no, really, it was a good match. Yeah. Drew... Well, I mean, maybe it was my second favorite match behind Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Um, but Yeah, Drew that's really why I was kind of like... Alex... Yeah. He made Cedric look like a million bucks. And Cedric... Oh, God, like, yeah. They worked great together. Cedric running the fucking ropes and leaping out at Drew on the floor and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why people were saying, please sign Cedric after the cruiserweight. He's a good wrestler. And so a- I believe, and Drew's a really good wrestler. I mean, I was so happy when he, like, I was happy when he was a part of what culture wrestling that then later turned into Defiant and all that fun shit. I was happy when he, you know, when <laughs> I would see him there and other places because it's not it's not someone's it's not the wrestler's fault that they get handed a bad gimmick (laughs) no (laughs) if that makes sense right it's all it is up to the wrestler to make that gimmick work and sometimes stepping away and realizing that that was part of your problem if you could you didn't make it work as well and i think that's what happened with drew so no i agree it was a really good match they're both really good wrestlers yeah i agree um and then a wild robert rude Versus a wild No Way Jose. Who would have guessed that those guys would have showed up? Um, Robert Rude won. 
congratulations. It's good to see that you're back on TV, finally. Um, the Revival defeat R-Truth for a 24-7 title, only to have R-Truth win it back. Cool. Except, R-Truth went to the back, was celebrating with Carmella, only to get hit in the back by Elias, who is now your new 24-7 champion. So, congratulations, Elias. You're a three-time 24-7 champion now, I think. Two-time? Three-time? I don't know. Uh, next would have been my favorite moment of the night. Natty comes out, talks about it's been a year since her dad died. Rest in peace. Um, and that her dad would have told her that he would have been proud of her. And then we had Sasha Banks return. And... She gave a hug to Natty, said, hey, you know, your dad would have been proud of you. Act like she was going to get a microphone. Blasted Natty in the face and then proceeded to beat her down. And uh, I think they did this on the wrong night. You know what I mean? Cause I yeah, feel no, like I agree. Because I feel like they wanted all the heat to be on... Sasha, but what ended up happening was the crowd turned on Natty and they were chanting. They're out there saying, Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Sasha. Like, they were looking for it. And I mean, they got their, they got what they wanted. But I think the WWE itself yeah. wanted, wanted Sasha to be like, to come out and get this ultra nuclear heat. But it just, it never happened. And the crowd, yeah, the crowd's been I wanting like, Sasha to go heels for so long. Well, yeah, that and also, like, if this makes sense, a lot of, like, the hella monkey people, um, like, I know, like, myself, I, like, I was happy seeing Sasha out there. I was happy to see her be a heel, but I was also eye-rolling like a motherfucker. I'm like, oh, my God, I swear to Christ, if you ever do this whole... I'm Mercedes, and I need to be seen fucking temper tantrum away from WWE again. I'm gonna, I swear, I'm gonna fight you myself. I can't well, I even love, wrestle with. Corey Graves, like I'm happy. Corey Graves said it best. He was just like, maybe you should go back to posting cryptic photos on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, fucking thank God you. Damn it. I was like, like if this makes sense, like I was fine with it a few times. I was like, oh, oh shit, and then it kept going. And then I started to agree with Martin when Martin started when Martin was calling her a fucking crybaby the couple like when he was on the show before he got kidnapped by the ninjas that we can't pay off. Um <laughs> like legit. Um I yeah. I I I just I really need WWE wrestlers specifically to understand something. It's not cool now if you pretend that you're going to leave. It's not. What you end up doing is there's certain sub, there's certain subsex fan like me who just get pissed off. Because I'm like, come on, dude. Like, what? Why are you acting like you were going to leave? You sold your soul to Vince, man. You, you decided to keep that extra ass contract. If you wanted to be an indie wrestler, you would have stayed an indie wrestler or you would have started that route. Like maybe stop doing all these posts. So I'm glad she's healed because I hope it makes up for the fact that I'm still pissed at her for making it seem like she was going to actually do something outside of sucking the WWE teat. I love her blue hair. I do. I do. I think it looks good. I think it looks good. I hope this is just a, 
a, I love a good thing. I also I also hope before I forget, I also hope that her husband Mikazi stops drop stops dressing her like a fucking moron. There's some of her outfits where I'm just like But I love her Wonder Woman <laughs> outfit. <laughs> I don't mind her Wonder Woman outfit. I'm still pissed at that goddamn gold gold fucking weird peacock jacket thing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. All I know is like my I all I know is my younger sister. I think it was my I think it was I think it was that night or it might have been the next day, but she messaged me with like what the fuck is Mikazi doing? <laughs> right. I was like, yeah. So the Viking Raiders had a squash match. Cool. Again. The, oh, don't they always? That's yeah, again. I don't mean that rudely. They're always in a squash match, seems like. Yeah, but the, when they beat and I was talking about this too with a friend. And I was telling him, I was like, when you beat Kurt and Zach, like, that was a former tag team champions. Then you put them against enhancement talent. Why didn't you just put them against the B team right afterwards? Because then you're like, all right, well, now they've beaten two former Raw tag team champions. Maybe they're not good, but you've beaten two of them now. And then then you can start progressing them up. But no, instead, now we're just enhancement talent. And I think part of it was because of the Usos. Like, they're obviously not... They're obviously in a shit shitload of trouble. Because we haven't even heard of them in two weeks. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway. WWE Women's Tag Team Championships get defended again. By the way, um, Paige uh, went into surgery today. So, hoping all things get well. She had neck surgery again. Um, yep, yep. But Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross uh, battled the Kabuki Warriors, which I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna stop calling them that. They battled Asuka and Kyrie Sane. That's just a way better name. Um, no name actually is way better name. And they didn't mess up and say it was Io Shirai. So thank you for not fucking that up, WWE. Um, but Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross did win this match. So big ups. To to the tag team and and there it goes like there's Alexa Bliss and Nikki defeating another team that's on the show so now they've they've gotten wins they won the titles they've defended them twice so far we'll see if they defend them again next week I don't think they will because there's not a real purpose you can kind of like spread it out right. but I do like the fact that they're defending them and the final match of the night uh. was Seth Rollins def- um, defeating AJ Styles via disqualification mm-hmm. because of the OC um, and Ricochet and a returning Braun Strowman came back to help uh, fight off the uh, the OC. So, cool. That pretty much sums up Raw. Um, SmackDown. Uh, I gotta pull it up really quick. Smackdown, Smackdown, Smackdown was a show. <laughs> <laughs> so we started off with Shane McMahon uh, finding Kevin Owens $100,000 or one kid's payment to uh, college. That's essentially what Kevin Owens battled back right. with. Which, it's so weird. I don't... Can we ever take fines seriously in the WWE? No. Like, can't. I guess for me, I would have. Can't do it. WWE's made it. Like, if it was not WWE, maybe. But WWE's made him fucking ridiculous. Well, think about this. I mean, this. Well, I'm going to be straight up. I'm going to be straight up, though. We watched UFC 
I don't even take the UFC fucking seriously anymore with the damn fines. No, exactly. Well, think about <laughs> this, right? Do you remember who the last person was that got fined a hundred thousand dollars in the WWE? Who? I can't think of it. Lars Sullivan. And do you remember why? Oh, yeah. he got fined. Well, it's because he's, yeah, it's because of the racist shit in the forums, wasn't it? So what we're equivalently saying is that racist ass shit on the internet from Lars Sullivan is equal to bumping a referee on a pay-per-view because he went hey. away. Hey, I need you to do me a favor. Stop don't you fucking bring logic. Bring lo- lo- yeah, don't you fucking bring logic up into my wrestling. <laughs> Just, I want to shut up lo- and be entertained, but... Especially if it's WWE. That's the thing. <laughs> WWE, they don't even give a shit. Like, there's times they don't even give a shit if it entertains you. They just throw a bunch of crap at you and they're like, you watching? Some sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still watching? Anyway. <laughs> like, I'm, wait- I'm waiting for one day where it's just Vince McMahon in the middle of the ring going, you still got the TV on? Like, <laughs> what happened to the last final- segment? <laughs> that's going to be the final run of WWE. It's just going to be Vince McMahon in the middle of the ring going, this is good shit. This is good shit. <laughs> Um, Charlotte Flair defeated Ember Moon. This was actually a really good match. I yeah, wanted to fake yeah. the funk. This was this was great. Um, I didn't mind okay. that. Uh, I didn't mind that uh, Moon tapped. Yeah, me neither. I didn't mind it at all. I I usually, if you would have told me that, if you would have told me after SummerSlam that that was going to happen, I probably would have been like, <sighs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, however. I think this may be my match of the week. Just got to be honest. Buddy Murphy oh, versus I know. Roman Reigns. Yeah. <gasps> totally agree. That oh match was not God. even this match of the week. I- I'll tell you this right now. That match did everything it needed to to um, make you. Okay. It did what it needed to for Roman Reigns because they always shove Roman Reigns in- down everybody's fucking throat. But very not as many times when they shove when they shove him in your face does he have a really really compelling match with it this is one of them and then for buddy he needed this he was really good on 205 but we really needed to see him on the main roster and the main roster needed to understand why he came up from NXT yeah he needed to see how good he was cuz he's a good wrestler he's a really he's a damn fine wrestler and yeah. so this match, I agree. It's, I think it's just match of the week for Roman, and I think match of. I don't know about career because I can't. I can't say that I follow. I have followed his entire career, you know, prior, but uh, WWE career. I'll say that this might have been Buddy's match because it was a breakout match for him. It showed I, him in the way it needed to. I'm gonna say best match so far. That's why I'm saying so far in WWE. That's why I'm saying it's just that's why I also limited to the WWE. (laughs) That Ali, that Ali match he had on 205 Live is where I got turned on to turned on to Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Pause. I don't want no one to be like, but that match with Ali that he had where he took that um, his loss came at that tornado DDT off the stairs into the ring like amazing yeah. the fact that they were able to do a vertical suplex on the stairs as it was vertical like the spots they were able to hit in that match were crazy but 
the whole match itself, like, I was like, holy shit, who the hell is that guy? And everybody was like, oh, it's Buddy yeah. Murphy. He's the best kept secret. And I was like, huh? And I was like, well, he's not going to be a secret for long. And, like, did you right. see his tweet I, I where also, he was like, like, did you see his tweet where he was like, I liked his, my name's out? Did you see his tweet? Yeah, like, the whole world knows. The whole world knows now. <laughs> yeah, I did like that tweet because, I mean... If this makes sense, I feel like unfortunately another thing that people don't take into equation is that Buddy gets the Buddy gets that thing that happens when you also have a female that's a wrestler. His girl is a champion. Yeah. And when you know who he's dating, Alexa Bliss. They're a wise girl. Why is it why you know? Why is your girl? You know Are what I mean? I thought they broke I don't up. know, but they, they might have time. broke up, but in general, you have to think about it. They he hasn't gotten the look at because of who he was dating. Yeah, they could have broken up. I they might have broken up by now. I don't give yeah, that much shit about. Shows. But um, regardless, together or not, he died. Died. That's how I knew of Buddy Murphy. Oh, like I knew of him being in the tag team, but like after he stopped being a talking point, it was. Alexa Bliss. Oh yeah, that's right. Buddy Murphy, her fiance, is also a wrestler for WWE. This was what he needed. He needed this to pull him away from that yeah. that other shadow that happens that people don't like to acknowledge, but it does happen because I've that's I've had that conversation on the internet before where that's was how he's brought up is Alexa Bliss's boyfriend or Alexa Bliss's fiance, and yeah, it wasn't man. Buddy Murphy. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Buddy Murphy, the wrestler that he is. So I think he needed this just as a overall thing. So, so next up, get it, bitch. Samoa Joe defeated Kevin Owens, which is weird because like in on Raw he was a face, and then he came back to SmackDown he was a heel. Obviously, he had that one line on Raw where he was just like, "I'll never forgive you, fans." Whatever. Right. Moving on. Cool. Uh, Randy Orton and the Revival. Actually, this was going to set up a cool way because originally it was the New Day uh, with Xavier Woods and Big E going against the Revival, which I forgot that the New Day has never beaten the Revival. I was like, oh, that's a yeah. that's a fun fact. And then Randy Orton came out. He's like, hey, why don't we make this a six-person tag, six tag match? Kofi was like, let's do it. And then the New Day got wiped out. <laughs> So that happened. Um, but meanwhile, Buddy Murphy, after his great match with Roman, told everybody that he lied that it wasn't Roman that attacked Roman Reigns. And then I love this line, though. After after Buddy Murphy said, uh, I lied, I lied, I lied. And um, Danny Bryan was like, okay, okay. He's like, I really hate liars. And then Roman just beat the shit out of him some more. <laughs> I was like, I could dig it. Um, but then Daniel right. Bryan suggested that he knew who attacked Roman and that they were going to reveal them next week on SmackDown. Dum, dum, dum. And that was pretty much about it. Um, 205 Live, uh, we did have a, a SummerSlam rematch in which uh, Oni uh, Lorcan lost uh, to, to Drew. Um, Great match. Definitely one recommend it to you guys if you guys want to go see it. There were some other matches on there as well. It's just that was really the standout match that you guys might want to go peep. 
So that's WWE for its four day mm-hmm. week. Overall, I thought all five shows were really good though. I don't want to say that they were amazing. They were just consistently good. You know what I mean? Like I would give it I'd give it eights across the board. All all the shows. No, oh, so. I wouldn't go far as say eight across the board personally, only because I have me, I agree, they were all good. Just I still stand by my you cannot call SummerSlam the biggest show, the biggest hottest ticket, all this fucking shit, and decide to half ass half ass put effort into it. I I feel like I should have made this more appointment, a, a more of an appointment like I do, like I have back in the day. So that's my only criticism for the weekend is for some reason they didn't make the SummerSlam feel as special as they have in the past. I like I remember, I remember like salivating to watch that Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan match at SummerSlam. Like when Triple H turned on him and that's when the authority storyline came happen. Like, Oh my, I remember because I was watching and they, they had pumped it. It was like, oh, I need to see this. I need to see this. I, need. I mean, not Randy Orton. It was the um, John Cena versus Brand, uh, Daniel Bryan. And then Randy Orton cashes in and fucks him over. That, that bitch. I remember being so excited. It was just like, a, oh yeah. Woo, I'm so excited for SummerSlam. I didn't do that as much this time. Yeah. I, I was like, excited for SummerSlam. So that's my criticism is I don't know if it's because of all the shakeups right now because of AEW and everybody's shaking in their boots. So there's concentration in all other parts. However, I still maintain maybe the PR department needed to figure out how to make it a little bit more hype, less lasers, less graphics, more hypeness or something. I don't know. Just, it didn't have the same feel. So it's a solid like six for me. Okay. Cause the wrestling was so good. Six, seven, if that makes sense. Because the wrestling would make it a lot higher if it wasn't for the fact that I have too many past SummerSlams and the expectations that they brought up with them where I'm like, I don't know. There's parts of this felt like regular one. I think Steve, didn't Steve bring that up into the, the chat? That there's yeah, parts like that it, it felt like a regular pay-per-view. Just yeah, pay-per-view that's, that's felt regular. That's really my biggest criticism. I mean, it was a good man. It was... It, it was a good weekend. I just I don't know if I would say it was a good SummerSlam weekend. That's probably the best way to that's, explain. That's it. good. That's a fair assessment. I could take that. Yeah. I was gonna say it was like seven or yeah. eight, but yeah, I can I can I can do with that. Um, so enough with the WWE, right? Because something else happened throughout the week that we really should have kind of talked more about. Uh, the G one actually wrapped up, right? And um. Two things, three things I want to talk about, right? Uh, Juice, uh, well, Taguchi Japan uh, getting the win over John Moxley and Shota, which was massive, obviously, because Juice got the pin. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Kenta joined the Bullet Club, which... Yeah. That, I was like... Yeah. I I love my Bullet Club shirt. I'm so glad I, <laughs> I wear this thing all the time. No. And now Kenta is in the Bullet Club. Like sometimes, sometimes here. it's right. It's sometimes it's so like perfect timing when you have you you happen to be a fan of a faction that ends up even like getting even better, <laughs> if yes. that makes sense. Or like you're a fan of a wrestler and then they happen to their worlds could collide with like 
Yeah, I always yep. love that shit. It always makes you feel really, really good when you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and then Ibushi beat Jay White for the yeah. G1 finals, which was, I was like, hey, that's awesome. I like yep. it. I, I want to say, I, I learned this this week, right? I did not know that Tonga Loa was Camacho in WWE. I had no idea. It it was brand right. news to me, and it it blew my mind. And I was I was talking to Anthony about it, right? I was telling him about. I was like, "Hey, yeah." It's like Hatanga, uh, man. He used to be in the WWE. He's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I went back and looked. I was like, "Oh, he was Camacho," and he was just like, and then Anthony was like, "Who was that?" Yeah. I was like, "You don't remember Hunako and Camacho?" And he was just like, "Stop." <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so, oh, wrestling. Can we talk about the newest signing for AEW? Oh, I was waiting for you to bring it up. Yeah. If you guys saw me right now, I'm kind of giving up a half-hearted thumbs up because uh, Orange Cassidy signed with AEW. <laughs> Oh my god, like legit, y'all, if you did not see the fucking, if you have not seen the being the, or rolled all out, uh, where they have the announcement video, or just go look for the announcement video in general, it's so fucking good. Real quick, video, you see essentially the body of Orange Cassie, you just don't see from like the shoulders up, it's just from like the shoulders down, and y'all, Blender contract orange juice blends it up puts it in a glass takes the sunglasses puts it on the side and does the most half ass thumbs up i have ever seen ever and i've never <laughs> loved someone's thumbs up like i i also love that Cody immediately jumped to the defense of high of hiring him because of all the fucking people being like, I thought you said that we did. This was going to be different. I thought you said we were focusing on wrestling. Yeah. The person that is orange Cassidy is a good wrestler. It just doesn't, it doesn't mean that orange Cassidy has to be a, that's who orange Cassidy is. You know what I mean? Yep. It's got his gimmick. Chill the fuck out. I'm excited for it. Y'all. I love I'm excited. Gimmick. I think it's the best in the world. And if I don't get a Kenny Omega and I really want Kenny Omega to try to like out lazy him in wrestling, like I need that. Cause I think like Kenny Omega could do it for some reason because I don't know why. Like I just want specifically Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy in the lazy, in the lazy man match or something, <laughs> whatever, however they make it where it's just the two of them putting the least amount of effort into a wrestling <laughs> because it, I want to see the internal struggle on, on Kenny Omega's face, considering it puts a thousand percent into every match, and he would only be able to put about fifteen into this one. <laughs> right. So we had three things happen too with AEW this week, other than well, include excluding the signing. Right. Uh, we had the B and D Elite episode come out on YouTube, and then we got two episodes of um, on the road or the road to all. That's out. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So we got two episodes. Um, one of them was talking about the best friends. Which was kind of a cool story. Um, and then the other one was, uh, well, actually just got released right before we came on the air. And uh, it was Brandy Rose. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Brandy was on oh, there talking. I and watch that. 
it was awesome. It's only three minutes long, so if you guys get a chance, please go check it out. Um, two huge announcements that were made, though, and actually, if you look at their Twitter page right now, you can actually see it. Um, the first defense of the AEW World Championship is going to be on October 16th in Philly. So, Woo! yeah, and then um, the first women's defense for their championship will also be on uh, the 16th as well in Philly. Oh, god damn it. Sorry, I just saw um, the King of the... Because this is actually WWE related. They put up the entrance for the King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Um, I'm going to name off, I don't know if you saw him, but I'll name off the entrance, uh, Raw, then SmackDown, and then it will tell you why I said damn it. Uh, for King of the Ring, for Raw, we got Miz, Ricochet, Cedric, Ale- Cedric Alexander, Samoa Joe, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. For SmackDown, we've got Kevin Owens, Ali, Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Elias, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Shelton Benjamin. The reason why I said damn it is because no one apparently knows how to read fucking Xavier Woods goddamn fucking Twitter account because he was actively campaigning to be on the King of the Ring match. <laughs> I love and that. now I like it's my favorite mode. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just saying I don't give a shit about it now. Hi. <laughs> I will I will give I will give it about a 30% interest until I watch the match and then they make me care more because right now I had about 70% interest specifically to see Xavier Woods in there. You I'm not going to lie. Any, anyone that gets that hyped about something, I'm like, Oh, I need to see you in it now. And I, now that they're not, I'm like, Psh, I'm going to give you half attention and then I'll let you like win me over by the wrestlers. Cause, but I think, and I'll, I'll be honest when I say this, I think they're probably going to do something with him for King in a Ring, or, like, putting him in on Tuesday. Because the tournament technically starts on Monday, but that's all the Raw guys wrestling, where on Tuesday, it'll be all the SmackDown guys. Gee, I wonder where they got that formula from. It's weird. I've never never heard that before. Block A and Block B. It's unprecedented. Um. Anyway, so you would see, um, you might end up seeing Xavier in that tournament somehow like someone get injured you know what i mean quote unquote and then like he gets yeah. on, on the match yeah but wwe is really good about not listening to their fans as well as their wrestlers so i also am just not gonna get my hopes up now that i've seen it <laughs> oh, fair assessment fair assessment for that that's how i look at it then i i get it <laughs> um so yeah other than that i mean AEW has all out coming up mm-hmm. uh New Japan has Royal <laughs> Quest, and then we have TakeOver Cardiff all coming up at the end of the month. So it's going to be an insane time to be a wrestling fan, especially that Saturday, because it's uh, August 31st. We're going to have yeah. all these wrestling shows. It's going to be insane. Um, Dude, straight up, like these, last, these next couple weeks are just going to be crazy. Like, I mean, dog. I, like, this isn't wrestling related. This actually goes to our other podcast, but, like, fucking Saturday. <laughs> so there's just so much going on with MMA and wrestling. I'm, I'm here for it. I just hope that whatever comes out of All Out, they keep the momentum. 
because I really would feel I'm I, I have a little concerned because I'm a realist that if they don't knock this out of the park and keep that going that this they're they're gonna struggle at the beginning. So I hope that they keep their they keep on this intelligent route that they are where they're they seem to be doing everything right. So I'm hoping I'm gonna say optimistic. I, I think they're gonna nail it out of the park. They don't have a choice. They they have to No, I, I well, yeah, but, okay, yeah, but I mean, yeah, they don't have a choice. Doesn't that's how I look at it. That's why I just right now it's one of those. I need them to care about um September. That's yeah. the month that I'm concerned. About. That's honestly the month I'm concerned about. Legitimately, I've as long as as long as they can stay active on social media, press, and interviews or whatever and just keep the talk going then i'll be fine i just i don't want them to let any of the hype die because that's just i i i I personally believe so much in what they are doing because of the fact that i was a massive wcw fan i love having an alternative um to wwe so i think that's why i'm like i really hope they do this because i really don't want them to fail i really just don't want them to fail. I want them to make Cody and Dust, uh, Dustin do their dad proud in ways that none of us can even imagine. So I just, I really hope September they keep this momentum. Yeah, I, I got what you're coming from. I, I really do. I understand. But I, uh, I legitimately care about this as, as a project and I really want it to do well. Yeah, I feel, I feel where you're coming from. It's, We'll we'll just stay we'll just stay overly optimistic for it. That's yeah. It's I'm I'm cautiously optimistic is how I put it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm optimistic that it's gonna go well, but I'm also not not I was like not going to be overly confident that there isn't going to be put into right. this. Right. I got that's you. what it is. Yeah. Well, with that, that's the wrestling for the week for us. Um, we won't have a show next week for you guys, but we will the week after that. So, until then, Julie, why don't you tell them where they can find you? Uh, as per usual, y'all can find me on the Instagram at a little less Chewbacca. Um, yeah, fun fact, 91 pounds down. I actually, and I, I saw that you laughed at the video. Um, I, if you guys want to laugh, I actually posted a video today of me and um, uh, a shirt of mine. And it's pretty much fucking dress now. It's amazing. I was having fun recording it and doing the like an idiot. It was fun. So add a little less Chewbacca. Find me fitness, all that fun shit. If you just want to talk shit, you know, you can do that too. Until you go fuck yourself. You know, whatever. Love you. <laughs> and you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Discord, Reddit, PlayStation marvel avengers whatever you guys can find me um cm underscore miller 85 um you guys can find me here on frankensteiner attached to franken culture you guys can also find me on nerds around table and uh julie and i others favorite podcast get the ko um also earlier today y'all listen to that shit so I was actually going to touch on this really quick. So I was just on uh, WNST 1570 AM here in Baltimore. Um, and we were talking about the fights. And I was like plugging the show pretty much everywhere. 
So I hope we get to see more listeners and get a lot more crossovers. Anyway. Which means you guys need to tell y'all's friends. Tell your friends' friends. You listening on your headphones, on your phone, or whatever you're doing. Playing games in your car. Jerking it. However you listen to our podcast, just make sure you tell somebody. (laughs) If you're jerking it, you'll finish and then tell somebody because that's just fucking rude. I just can imagine that one person just like jerking it and still being like, hey, go check out this podcast. <laughs> you know what? That's a dedicated person and you're 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 the true fan. You're the true fan fam. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, we will see you guys in two weeks when we get to make predictions over Cardiff, um, Royal oh, Quest and AEW. <laughs> All in one day. So, until then, see you guys later.